In today's show, we're looking at the waiver wire, players to add, players to drop. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're going to talk waiver wire here. Remember, not exclusive. This is not everyone you need to add. This is not everyone you need to drop. These are just a selection of players who I think are worth mentioning. We're going to probably talk about 30, 35 blokes in this show anyway, but it's not an exclusive list. If I don't have someone on here, that doesn't mean they're not a drop. That doesn't mean they're not an ad. It's just that time constraints. I can't talk about 250 players every uh, every every episode for 10 minutes. Let's talk about it now because I'm talking too much. The first bunch, we're looking at guys who I think can be long-term ads in category leagues. Now, these are players that don't have necessarily huge excitement value, and they're not going to be the buzz sort of players, but they're guys that when you look at it, they probably should be on a 12-team roster, and they're not at the moment. Patrick Williams... um, most encouraging thing for him, now I'm recording this uh, before the end of the Bulls and the Mavericks game, so we'll get you know, a bit better indication there, but he played 30 minutes plus in three straight games. He's shooting at a phenomenal rate, over 40% from three this year, like 48% I think he was shooting before this game, um, and he's putting up some okay numbers. Not saying he's going to be a top 100 guy, but there is value for him in 12-team leagues, and a couple of guys who really fit that build, Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal. They are probably the least exciting fantasy options you can get, but they will hit some threes, they'll get some boards and they'll get some steals and they are woefully under rostered they're not for everybody they're not going to wow you in any sense or any stretch of the word wow but they will provide solid 12 team league value george hill also has some value i think it might drop at some point but for now he's worth holding in a 12 team and same with patrick beverly these are none of these guys are high upside type players they're not the type that you want to look at for flyers but they're guys that you say you have someone who is going to appear in the drop section later if you replace them With one of these guys, you might end up with a better result overall for your fantasy team. If we look at those sort of options in points leagues, these are guys who are rostered in under 70% of leagues, which I think is worth mentioning because you might say, Josh, they're already rostered in my league. They might be, but there's still a vast chunk of people where these guys are not rostered. Darius Baisley, I know he's been shooting poorly. I still believe in him. He's not going to be a 27% shooter. That is going to improve. Enes Kanter, uh, surprisingly, that he's rostered in like 62% of leagues. I don't know how. That's not higher. So he needs to be rostered in all spots. Derek Rose, another guy that in points leagues especially has some real value with his ability to score. Evan Fournier and Cole Anthony of the Orlando Magic. It's been a long time for Fournier with his back problem, but when he comes back, he's going to have a real opportunity to put up numbers. And Cole Anthony showed some real flashes on Saturday. You know that I said about 10 days is what I want to hold him. I think he did that on the 8th today, so pretty exciting to see that come through there. And he is a guy that I think should be rostered rostered in points leagues. But deeper leagues, um, these are guys who are rostered in under 20% of the advanced metric that we use. Joe Ingles, just you know, 
just chugging along. This is the 14 to 16 team league type ads. Joe Ingles, Jeff Green is only rostered in 3% of leagues. Um, he's a starter for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not saying his upside's high, but he needs to be rostered in way more. Jared Vanderbilt, it's probably more of a short-term one than it is a long-term one, but there is still some long-term value because we've got no Wancho Hoonan Gomez, Carl Anthony Towns, or Jake Lehman for this Timberwolves team. So Vanderbilt's going to get an option not only at center, but potentially at power forward as well. And I think he can maintain a role there at power forward, even when those guys come back. Gary Trent Jr., um, he can be up and down, but he's rostered in far too few leagues. And Josh Okoge is a guy that yeah, can provide some good steal numbers. Hasn't yet, but I think his starting role and his minutes are fairly locked down for the rest of this season. If you want to look at players to drop, these are guys who are rostered in over 70% of leagues and aren't going to be, I don't think, top 150 players. Tyrese Maxey was a great ad for last week. The Sixers were depleted. They had a lot of games, and he provided great value. I think it's time to move on from him in 12-team leagues now. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, uh, I think it's going to get worse for him when Derek White comes back. He had two big games when DeRozan was out. DeRozan came back, and he's struggling again. He just isn't a great fantasy player, and he's over-rostered. Same as Paddy Mills. Mel's, well, actually, not same. The same in that Mills, I think, should be dropped and that he plays for the Spurs. But Mills has been actually legitimately really good this year. It's starting to tail off now. I don't think there was any way of him maintaining that top 110 type numbers with high threes and high assists. And it is for him also going to get worse when Derek White returns. Fan of pants Kevin Herter is a long-term drop. Now, in the short term, he does have some value. Reddish is banged up. Bogdanovich is out. So Herter's playing okay. I just don't think that's going to be able to sustain as we move forward. And it is a bit of a balancing act with Herter. Like you look at the short-term value and you go, well, for now, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, am I looking at the next week of games? And if I need that boost in the next week, then Herder's a guy to hold on to. But if you're feeling pretty comfortable and you go, well, there's a guy here who I think is going to provide more long-term type value, Ennis Cantor, say he's around, then maybe you do make the switch and you drop Herder for Cantor. And then Dylan Brooks, it's a similar one to Herder. Brooks is putting up numbers. I was going to say good numbers, but the last couple of games haven't been that good. But Morant is back. Jackson's going to return. Winslow's going to return. And then the value that Brooks was putting up was being a guy that took every single shot under the sun. And he's going to go from first option to third option at best, maybe fourth option, depending on how they run things. And his value is going to plummet. So he could be a guy. You look to sell him rather than drop him, but he's a guy that I think long-term is going to become a drop. In points leagues, Duncan Robinson, not the greatest points league option. He's had a couple of really good spike games lately with everyone out, but he's not a good points league option. Rubio's out as well at the moment, so he's not a player that I think we want to roster in a points league. <sighs> do I have to do it? I do. The world. Hassan Whiteside, still rostered in 62% of Yahoo leagues. It's not happening, guys. Is so many people actually are fans of Hassan Whiteside, which is massively wild to me. Man, I can't wait. I need Whiteside to get traded. I'm just a bit, I'm a Whiteside fan. I need need him to move on and get to another team. Like he's not good. He might find himself on another team that mistakenly plays him big minutes. But man, I just just give up on being a Hassan Whiteside fan. I reckon uh, Kevin Hurd is a drop in points league, as is Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges is a drop in category leagues as well, in my opinion. But there are some options there to drop in your points leagues. Must roster players. These are guys who I think are top 100 players for the rest of the year, but are rostered in under 85% of leagues. And I'm using 85%. I understand there can be some dead leagues around, but if you are a top 100 guy for the rest of the season, that number should be really close to 100. Should be 90 plus if you are a top 100 player. Tyrese Halliburton, must roster player. I'm not even going to talk too much about these guys. Robert Covington, I know it's been rough, but must roster player. He will shoot better. 
And the fact that, you know, I probably wouldn't have had him in this list if it wasn't for the use of Nurkic injury, but the Nurkic injury is going to push his field goal percentage up, hopefully, his rebounds up, and his uh, block shots up, I think, because I'll play him more at center, so he becomes must roster. Keldon Johnson has has been this all season. Wendell Carter Jr. has been this all season. Ivan Fournier is a must roster player, as we talked about earlier. Davis Bertans, Malik Beasley, Serge Ibaka, Seth Curry, Paul Washington Jr., all must-roster players. Um, Darius Garland, Callie Olenek, Dante DiVincenzo, Terrence Ross, and Brooke Lopez. These are guys who are around and who I think are all top 100 guys for the rest of the season. Short-term ads. DeLon Wright at the moment, when Killian Hayes returns, that probably won't be the case. Depending on what Dwayne Casey does, it's hard to get a judge on what he does. But for now, Wright is a strong ad, as is Naz Reed. He's actually, Naz Reed's an ad. I wouldn't say he's a strong ad, but with Towns out, with Hernan Gomez out, um, you're going to maybe get Ed Davis starting. Who knows? But Reed is still going to be able to provide some value. Carmelo Anthony is also a short, short-term category league ad. Uh, at least while Nurkic is out, Melo's going to have more opportunities and can be a points and threes type stream option. So he's there as, as a guy for you. The Houston Rockets are going to have Victor Oladipo back, but they're still dealing with absences for John Wall and potential absences for Eric Gordon. So Jay Sean Tate could be a short-term guy to look at. It's going to be really, really short-term, but he could be one of those. While Timothy John McConnell for Indiana, and that's if you're looking for some assist numbers. There is the absence of Karis LeVert, no more Victor Oladipo, no TJ Warren, no Jeremy Lamb at this point. McConnell could get you six assists and two steals a game, which does have some short-term value. In points league, some short-term guys, Ennis Cantor, Carmelo Anthony, and Gary Trent all getting that Portland bump because of Nurkic's absence. George Hill has some short-term value in a points league, and Jared Vanderbilt, someone that I've already spoken about, he can be a really interesting short-term guy and maybe a long-term guy in a points league. Let's look at some popular ads, guys whose numbers have really risen. And Emmanuel Quickly, someone we've got to touch on here. He had another pretty strong game against the uh, Boston Celtics on Sunday. His numbers are going to fluctuate. He's not going to be this good of a shooter. We've seen it already. Started out hot, got injured, came back, was terrible, uh, and got hot again over the last three games. And when he's shooting, is playing. When he's shooting this well. Thibodeau's going to play him. And when he's struggling with his shot, he's going to be reduced. But he is a solid enough ad, at least in a 14-team league for now. It's hard to get too excited about him in your really shallow formats because of the uncertainty. And we still got to well see what happens when Alec Burks is back because Burks, Rivers, Bullock, Payton quickly. Five guards into four rotation spots is not an easy scenario to figure out, but quickly is worth a look. Lou Dort had six deals across the weekend, so everyone went and added him. I'm not sure that he's a must-roster player. Willie Cauley-Stein, I think, with the absences in Dallas, is worth a look for the short term. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker with Lonzo Ball out. He's getting minutes now. How we see him alongside Eric Bledsoe or whether he starts over Bledsoe still remains to be seen, but he's at least worth a flyer. And Chetty Osman is putting up some numbers in Cleveland with all the absences that they have at the moment. If we look at hot players, these are top-performing players over the last week and guys who are rostered in under 50% of leagues. Paul Millsap had a really big game uh, across the last week. I wouldn't say he's a 12-team guy, more of a 14-teamer. Jeff Teague, it's hard to get excited about him with Kemba Walker back, but he did have a good game. Xavier Tillman has been absolutely amazing of late. Um, Jackson's return is going to impact him, but at the moment, he's the backup uh, backup center. I think that you're going to have Jackson, you're going to have Clark, and you're going to have Valanchunas all ahead of him. But he did play more minutes than Valanchunas last game, which is absolutely something to look at. He's an interesting at least 16-team league ad. Sterling Brown's been really good, but the return of Oladipo is going to have an impact on him. While Contavious Caldwell-Pope is putting up some really, really big numbers at the moment. 
And I don't think that can continue. But for the short term, he does have some value as a threes and steals type of stream option. That'll do it for me today in this waiver Wire Show. Drop your comments down below. Uh, you can ask questions. I won't be able to answer every single question that gets in, but someone in the comments will chime in. You'll get a bunch of opinions. Do I add this guy? Do I drop this guy? What do you think about this? I'll be back later on today if you are watching this beforehand. Uh, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for a pregame show before the late slate of games. So check that out. And then I'll be back with a daily recap of Sunday's action. Guys, subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>